I try to live my life based on like, what is the actual best case scenario? What is the actual worst case? And what is the most likely that from my patterns and I can really look back and say like, this is what happens more often than not. Ask yourself the simple question, who's driving? Should I, should my emotions be driving? Should my logic be driving? My mental? Should my physical be driving? Should I just be taking action, messy action? Or should my spiritual be driving? Should I be more centered? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Amy, are you there? Can we hear you? Yeah. Ah, Amy, what's happening? First, can I Hi. can I just answer the first question that we see? So which one of you guys bought the shake weight um, <laughs> in regards to our, <laughs> our other things? I think th the important thing is it's very, and Alan mentioned uh, low awareness. There's very few opportunities for people to, when it comes to podcasts or business courses or fitness courses that Alan and I are going to get duped by because our awareness is high. Mm -hmm. So understand that where your awareness is low, you actually can get the wool pulled over your eyes. Good and question. I want everyone to imagine you don't know anything about cars and then you go to a mechanic. They can charge you more because you don't know anything about cars. That's why we tend to, before we buy a car or get our car fixed, we bring someone who knows a lot about cars so that we don't get hoodwinked, so that we don't get overcharged. The same goes for everything in life. You've got to get around people with high awareness and, and be a student. Google is your friend. Google is your Google friend, is your for friend. sure. All right, Amy, we're ready. Okay. What actions can I take daily to raise my awareness in areas I have low awareness? Oh, that's a great, 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 great question. I consider it, and I'm sure Alan will go a completely different way, but I always consider what I call specialized learning. When I was super low awareness in terms of sales and I was broke and I was asking Alan, how do I make more money? How do I, I want to be able to buy a new place. I want to be able to do all these things. Alan recommended good books and I dove into those books. And when I wanted to learn more about, you know, the back end of podcasting, I started learning about podcasting and then it was influence and then it was speaking and then it was coaching and all of those things. And then it was cars and it was houses. I would say specialized learning. Make a list of things that you don't feel particularly competent in and then find content based on that. That's basically how I've learned over the last five years. It's what don't I know that I need to know more of? Where can I find a resource? Boom. Then when I feel competent, I usually go to something else. Yeah. Just to add to that, um, we learn, I, I agree like with that was what I was going to go to is like books, book recommendations from someone. Remember, there's a lot of books out there. Not all of them are good. So go to someone you trust. Mm. Uh, learning from books is the best way, I believe, if they're really good books. Stephen Kotler broke this down in his book, uh, The Art of Impossible. We were just doing this in book club recently. He said, if you read a blog post for, I think, one, no, three minutes of your time gets you, I think, three months of their time invested, uh, the reader to the writer. Then articles, I think, are like five minutes to five months. And then books, I think he said, if you read his book, Rise to Superman, you're get, for five hours of your time, if you read his book, you're getting 15 years of his experience. Like, And so books are definitely the best resource. Second best resource. Second best resource. The best resource is in-person mentors. Uh, whether it was 
I, I could name all my mentors' names. I'm not going to. But what I will say is that being around people who have very high awareness in the area that you need help in, and I'll give you one more example. So I was recently coaching someone and they said they want to make more money. And I ask, I tend to ask a question, which is like, how much have you studied money? How many books have you read about money was the actual question. And she said, zero. And I said, well, that's your problem. I said, ask me the same question. And she said, okay, how many books have you read money? I said, dozens. Now, I don't care about me. And I'm, it's not an ego thing of like, oh, I made read, read more books. I could care less. I could care less about that. I just, you're not going to succeed in an area you don't study. Guys, if you've never studied fitness, you're not going to win. And if you are, it's going to be following someone else's advice or someone else's program. And even then you're rolling the dice. You got to be a student. You got to want to master the craft. Um, health, wealth, and love. Health is physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Love, intimate relationships, friends, family, business partners, mentors, mentees, all that. And then wealth, how you make your money. In other words, do you love what you do? How much you make, is that growing or dying over time? And then where you invest it, are you investing intelligently and using your capital, you know, intelligently? Those are the major things, but then there's sub-layers. And so if you want to be wealthy, you, you should study wealth. Get around people who are wealthy. Um, ask them questions. Be curious. Wealthy people usually know a lot more about money than people who are unwealthy or not wealthy. It's just, just the way it is. Fit people tend to know more about fitness than people who aren't. Be careful because some people did stumble upon it. Um, but overall, in-person mentors, in my opinion, is the best way to learn. That's why we have a book club because, yeah, you're going to learn a lot from the books. But social learning is the way humans thrive. When we're in book club talking about these big ideas, it's like we're taking Stephen Kotler, a decade of Stephen Kotler's experience, and then we're bringing it in a social setting where we get to talk and, and contemplate ideas together, where we're all, it's called emotional social learning. Our memory retains a lot more when we do things in groups with people we love, um, and you just got to make sure you're learning the right stuff based on your goals. What is it, Saturday at 1230 Eastern Standard Time? Yes. Book club. Book Every club. Saturday, forever. Every Saturday. Forever. Always. Yeah. If you're interested, reach out. Sure. If you have a really difficult decision, are there questions you ask yourself to identify the best or worst possible outcomes and help bring more clarity? You want to go first? Yeah. Uh, the questions you ask yourself are so critical. So critical. So uh, what's the most important use of my time right now? That's a question I ask regularly. So this is a decision-making paradigm. It's, it's basically like, is this a 10 out of 10 for me? That's another one we'll, that will do it. Is this a 10 out of 10 for me? I'll give you an example. Uh, Emilia's birthday. She turned 27 last week, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. And I'm really busy, blah, blah, blah. Got a lot going on. And her parents want to take us to dinner and I love spending time with them, but I had a lot going on and I had a lot of work to catch up on. I'm, I am honestly behind. Now I basically came up to her. I said, sweetheart, is this a 10 out of 10 for you? Like me coming to dinner tonight? Is this a 10 out of 10 for you? Um, and she said, no, 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 do what you want. I said, sweetie, like, honestly, though, I really want to know, like, is this important to you? She said, honestly, it is. It's a 10 out of 10. I said, okay, I'm there. See, that's a question that I asked her in this case. But first I asked myself, is this a 10 out of 10 for me? My answer was no, but predicated on whether or not it was or, or wasn't for her. Cause Emilia is a 10 out of 10 for me. So if it's a 10 out of 10 for Emilia, 
then that means it's a 10 out of 10 for me because Emilia is a 10 out of 10 for me. So that's how you make effective decisions. You ask powerful questions. Whereas if Kevin had invited me to lunch or dinner that day, I have a lot of work to get done. I'd say, honestly, love you, Kev, but this isn't a 10 out of 10 for me. Sorry. Unless it's a 10 out of 10 for him, which it wouldn't be. So that's more why we get along for, so well. More food for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's, that's a great question. Is this a 10 out of 10 of alignment for me? That's the best one I can probably give you, but there's several others. We did. Taryn and I did the same thing last night. We were supposed to go to a concert. She was like, I don't really feel like going. And I said, well, I will do either. I, don't, I gen- genuinely don't want to go. I'd rather sit here on the couch and snuggle. But if you want to go, I will definitely do it. It's totally up to you. Like, is it a 10 out of 10? And it wasn't. Uh, the question I ask is literally basically the question you asked. What is the best case? What is the worst case? And what is the most likely scenario? I ask myself that pretty often, honestly. Like getting on a, a possible sales call, best case scenario. They say yes and they pay me right now. Worst case scenario, they say, I hate you. This is the worst idea I've ever heard. And I'm never going to talk to you again. Most likely scenario is they're interested and they want more information. And I've never had anybody do the worst case scenario. So I really tried. Yeah, yeah. I'm just joking. I'm sure I will. I'm <laughs> sure at some point it'll happen. But I, I try to live my life based on like, what is the actual best case scenario? What is the actual worst case? And what is the most likely that from my patterns and... I can really look back and say like, this is what happens more often than not, you know? And, and that's kind of how I, I do it. So you basically ask the question in the way I'd answer it. Far. Some would say. How can we help our loved ones or other people in our life make better decisions in their life? My goodness. Lead by example. Uh, lead by example. Love the Abraham Lincoln quote. He says, leading by example is not the best way to influence people. It's the only way. It's not the only way. Uncle Abe. Um, but it's such an important thing because if you're not leading by example, uh, you can't lead a cavalry charge from behind. George Washington. I like the <laughs> I like the string analogy. You can't yeah. you can't push a piece of string. You can pull it. Yeah. Uh, lead by example. That's that's the short form answer. That's what you have. That's it. That's it. I would say. That's all I've got. I would say ask questions. Anytime I'm trying to help somebody, particularly a friend or a family member or something like that, not like a, it's different, I think, because when somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I want to get to the next level. Here's X amount of dollars. Help me versus like a friend or a family member who might not know that you're trying to help them. I think if you ask questions like, Oh, why, why did you do it that way? Or what are you hoping to get out of this? Or what is your expectation long-term? Or what are you really doing this for? Oftentimes you can get the person to answer their own question and kind of take action on that. So that's what I've done in the past to help people make better decisions. What is up, you guys? My name is Gabby, and I just want to give a huge shout out to Kevin and Alan for the community that they have created and the mission that they are on over at Next Level University. Never in a million years did I think when I started listening to the Hyperconscious podcast two years ago that I would be as invested as I am today. But here we are two years later. I have done group coaching. I truly look forward to every single episode they drop, all of the things that they're teaching. And I am now doing one-on-one coaching with Alan to help level up in my business. And all I got to say about these guys across the board is they are true, genuine souls. They mean it when they say they are heart-driven and they mean it when they say they are no BS. And I think that's probably my favorite part about them. They get rid of the fluff. They give you tactical tips and tricks to help you level up in your life, to help you make strides towards your goals. And they've created a community of like-minded people to lean on each other at every single stage of life. So guys, thank you from the bottom of my heart for the impact that you have made in my life. And I am so very excited to see the impact and the waves that you make 
from here on out. Also listening and um, Kevin does this for me all the time. He like lets me bounce ideas off him and then he asks questions again. So it's like me influencing me, but it's nice to have someone who can, who can be there to like give his perspective. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Brother. Thank valuable. You. you left out a word. Valuable. Valuable is the word. Yeah. Thank super, so super much. valuable. Yeah. <laughs> How are you able to put your emotions aside when trying to make logical decisions? If you're emotionally driven, it's tough. I think this is something where you lean into somebody that is better at it. I, I, I know like, okay, let's, let's do this. Alan and I got an email the other day from the company that we use for our finances. Mm-hmm. And it basically said, Hey, you guys are pre-approved for a loan. And in my mind, I was like, this is a terrible idea. Like it's, this is definitely something that's going to end badly. And, <laughs> and I, Alan messaged me and I didn't even say anything to Alan. I literally was like, we're not going to do this. This is garbage. <laughs> Alan texted me two days later. He said, Hey, get this now. Alan logically was like, the numbers add up. I'm thinking like, mm, I don't know. Something's astray here. They're trying to get <laughs> it's our another money. banjo minnow. It's another banjo minnow. <laughs> I, I think honestly, again, you can you can do the best case, worst case, most likely scenario because what that's going to do is logic your emotion. I would ask somebody who has that strength that you don't genuinely because on the other end, I, I think of things Alan doesn't. Like, well, what if it, and, and Amy does too, right? We were planning an event for mm-hmm. um, February. January. January. January 20th. Oh, yeah, February's group Way back. Yeah, 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 yeah. February, January, whatever. And we were like, what if it snows? Yeah, I remember Amy said that, like, what if it snows? And Alan's like, I genuinely never thought of that in my entire life. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to have somebody that you can bounce those thoughts off of that are stronger in those regards, because I think that helps. But best case, worst case, most likely, that'll help you too. Uh, fire. Thank you. Strong work. Hey, man, thanks. All of us have a car. Have you guys ever seen the movie Inside Out by Pixar? And uh, so it's, okay. The concept is there's like a bunch of different sides of you. There's sadness, there's joy, there's anger, all that. Mm. And they have controls in your brain. And like when sadness takes over, they like want to go out in the rain. And Anyways, so if you've seen that movie Inside Out, it's kind of like this analogy. There's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So you have physical needs, mental needs, emotional needs, spiritual needs. And who's driving your car? So we all have all four, but one person tends to drive. So for me, my M, my mental drives, you can tell. I'm very logical. I'm a computer engineer. You know, I struggle with vulnerability at times, right? So you need to know if you're emotional, you can't let the emotional person drive when it comes to money. Your heart can hurt your wallet. You've got to be careful. Now, we all have all four and I want you to develop all four. I want you to love and appreciate all four parts of your nature, but I want you to use the right tool for the job. And so, for example, if it's late at night and Emilia are spending quality time together and she's having um, one of her old pets uh, passed away recently, she got a call from her uncle. And if I'm results driven and, and being super M and not being in my emotions at that time, that's the wrong tool for the job. I want to be there and empathize and be there with her. Right. And so people who are emotionally driven tend to be better at intimate relationships um, but they struggle with their finances. Again, we all have all these parts of our nature. It is what it is. So you just have to pull out the right tool for the right job. Ask yourself the simple question, who's driving? Should I? Should my emotions be driving? Should my logic be driving? My mental? Should my physical be driving? Should I just be taking action, messy action? Or should my spiritual be driving? Should I be more centered? Should I be more in the flow? Right? So before this, we set intentions. Um, Kevin and I's intention was to just be in the flow to just be authentic. So 
a lot of this is our M driving because we have questions coming in, but it's also our emotions driving when we get vulnerable, but it's also being in flow, which is our spiritual driving of just what are you pulled to say? So it's it's this dance, right? It's like, you know, you go to a bar and it's just, nts, nts, nts. that's just one note. It gets old. You want some emotion in there. You want some lows and some highs. You want a full spectrum. You want to dance between all the parts of your nature, but you don't want to have nts, nts, nts at a funeral. Right? You want maybe classical music at a funeral or whatever. So uh, is it the right part of you that's driving at the right time in the right amount um, for the right reason? Alan's melancholy playlist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. La- I'll, I'll say something really quick about this too. Your ability to logic is only as high as you've studied. So if you haven't studied certain things that like will bring up your logic, uh, algorithms to live by. Alan suggested that for me. I look at everything differently now in terms of odds and statistics and a deeper understanding of things. So study that weakness. Really study books that force you to learn the logic behind things and raise that awareness. That'll help for sure. Especially if you're an entrepreneur. Shout out to Tom for uh, suggesting that book to me. Yes, great. Last one, Aim. What actions can you take if you've already made a poor decision to make sure it doesn't become something that holds you back or keeps you from getting to the next level? Mm, That is a great question. Uh, My little analogy or my little example or my little, what is it like a saying? Mantra. Mantra. Uh, Take the lesson, leave the pain. So I will take responsibility. I will figure out what lessons did I learn from this? And then I will say, okay, what can I do to ensure this doesn't happen again? I think that it's an important understanding that your actions and your mistakes, although they are a part of you, that's not your identity. It's just something that you did and it's a result that you got. So disengaging and not allowing that jeffing or that pain or that embarrassing thing to be part of who I am as a person, it's just part of the experience. Yeah, that that was well said. I, I I would second what he says. The only nuance I would add is guilt, shame, remorse, and regret they're they're useful if you know how to use them um and i'll just focus on regret here so regret is basically what happens to human beings when they make a decision outside of alignment with their highest self so you know if my highest self wants to stay sober and then i end up drinking at a wedding i'm going to end up regretting that especially if i'm hungover so instead of living in regret and beating the hell out of myself what i'll do is i'll own it and say okay why did i drink Oh, okay. Well, a lot of my college friends were there and I probably reverted to back when I was in college. Okay. You know, and I thought it would be just one, but I need to be smarter than that because one always turns into two, turns into four. It's like, okay. So I learn from it, like Kevin said, get the lesson and then move past it. But the the piece that I want to add to what Kevin said is what is your relationship with regret? I know a lot of people who say like, oh, I have no regrets. Honestly. Okay. I think that's unintelligent. If you have no regrets, I understand what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's like, well, I don't regret it because it made me who I am. Okay, I understand that. Look at your past. Reread the book of your life and look at the poor decision making. Okay? You have to feel it a little bit. I'm not saying to beat yourself up. People are either on one end or the other. They either have no regrets, never look at it, just I'm awesome, whatever, or they look at it and stay there in shame and they get stuck. Neither one of those are useful. But you got to look at your regrets. Be honest. We Regret is there for a reason. Regret is the soul's recognition of misalignment with its highest self. If I am unkind to Emilia, you better believe I will regret it. And I will feel that regret. And I will own it. 
and I will say I'm sorry, and I will figure out why that happened so that it never happens again. Okay? Now, I'm not perfect. I've been unkind at times in unresourceful states. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm trying to be better. But if I said, oh, no regrets. This is just who I am. That's all ego. That's narcissism. That's nonsense. And you got to be humble and you got to have a relationship with regret. And, and it's okay. It's okay to have regrets. It's, it's, it's not a bad thing. Um, you can learn from those. And I think some of the best lessons come from that. I would agree. I will regret if I don't sign us off here because I'll miss the podcast. Ah, the whole thing. It's time. Amy, thank you so much as always. Thank you everybody for the questions, for joining us live. If you're watching the replay, we appreciate you also. As you can see below, group coaching number five starts January 4th. Start the new year off and form a new version of you. The best version of you ever. The most next level version of you of all time. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. We are grateful for each and every one of you. And we do not have fans. We have family. Talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Amy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.